from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all! To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Kitano. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is a podcast, Jeff. Please. Please, Jeff, what kind of podcast is it? So this is a podcast where what, what let me let me peel back the curtain a little bit. This is a podcast where we take an infinite number of chimpanzees. We've imported them from all over the world. So we've gotten really really we've we've spent no less than millions of dollars on these chimpanzees. We've yep. put an infinite number of them in a room with an infinite number of typewriters and an infinite number of twenty sided dice. And over time, they have created, we've, we've let them type for an infinite amount of time, and they have given us characters, role-playing game characters, that exactly, we're not sure how, but they exactly match your listener prompts. Yeah, like, we don't have to do shit. The monkey's just been doing everything for us. It's fucking amazing. It's really, it's a little scary in that they match with such specificity. But I but, find it, frankly, but it's kind of amazing to watch nonetheless. Yeah, I don't mind, because I'm just going to read off a piece of paper for the next, like, 40 minutes, maybe. I do mind that they keep eating the D20s, but they the, the, the it's really impressive to watch a chimpanzee crack a D20 like a walnut in their mouth. <laughs> now, um, I did get a little worried because I saw that last week one of the chimps had gotten a hold of a gun and had started speaking about <laughs> how they needed to, like, take over. But I think it's fine. I think it'll be fine. It'll work out. Mark Wahlberg, I already, I texted him. He's on the way. Great. Good, good, good. Okay, Is Mark yeah. Wahlberg in those movies? Uh, he was in the, the, the Tim Burton remake. Of what? Wait, is that like, like Corpse Bride in Planet of the Apes? <laughs> like, Did, was remember? it wacky? Was Johnny Depp an ape? No, this was, he, oh God, who, uh, Tim Roth was in it <sighs> as an ape. And I think Paul Jesus. Giamatti was a chimpanzee, was an orangutan. So, hey, movie lovers, uh, so we're kind of branching away from this whole tabletop RPG thing, and we're going to give really goof-filled audio recordings of our movie reviews. So today, yeah. it's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Well, actually, more accurately, it's Planet of the Apes, like, 2005 or whatever that year was, when oh. they made a remake of the Planet of the Apes and it didn't take off. Oh, the first one is the bad one. Yeah, that's the one with Marky Mark in it. Well, I mean, that's kind of... Which brings me to my second. I, this is my our second podcast for the day, guys. <laughs> I don't I feel like you probably cut that. That honestly was just for you. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so, what do you have a prompt this week, Aaron? We do have a prompt this week. Our prompt this week is from Twitter user Shannon Dapper, and the prompt is suggestion: a vampire, but in space. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I'm into that. I like vampires. I like vampires as much as as the next gal. Let's fucking let's talk. Let's talk vampires. Let's talk vampires. Let's let's. Are we getting spooky? I think we're getting spooky in space. I think we're getting spooky spooky in the stars without number. Oh, I'm down with that. So, uh, yeah. So we're going. We're hitting the stars. We're flying to a galaxy far, far away, but not not that galaxy far, far away, like an adjacent no. galaxy that is similarly far away. Equidistant, but yeah. very different. Yeah. So the first thing I want to do, Aaron, is I want to yeah. know a little bit about the world that we're we're inhabiting. So we're not going to go through okay. the whole planet creation process, but I do have a thing to roll on. Okay. Roll me, uh, roll me, we're going to do this twice, but roll me 1d6 and 1d10. All right. 
That's a two, a fish. All right. And a d10. I actually found it first try. One. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> let me pull up. Let me pull up the description. Okay. Yeah, this is already taking shape. This is a planet that houses what is called a eugenics cult, which is basically uh, like a genetic testing facility for uh, like super soldiers and for genetic monstrosities like that. Hope they're okay, making wait, like wait. biotechnical weapons and things. Okay. Okay. Already from that, you said it's a planet that houses a facility. It's a planet that has this facility on it. Yeah. Okay, Jeff. What if? What if it's just the facility full of monsters and it's abandoned? All right. I like that. I want to throw that out there. I like that a lot. I'm into that. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to say Monster City just yet, where it's just like, uh, where it's basic, <laughs> where it's basically Monster Mash or like Thriller or the Monsters, but like an entire planet. But- okay. So I've got an idea. <laughs> What if, sorry, just the right. monster, what if it's just the monster mash? <laughs> Boom, ba-da-doom, ba-da-doom, ba-da-doom. Well, I was looking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. Shit. All right. Okay, wait. Okay. All right, so let's, All right. <laughs> let's roll again because we got it. I want to do one more of these. So we've got this abandoned, I'm gonna, I, I think it's a space station. I like an abandoned space station. I think it's an abandoned space station. Full of, like, monsters. Yeah, so roll yes. me another D6, D10. I was lying in the three late one night. Five, no, the fright. Oh, it's a mash. Three Local and a five. specialty. Like a food? The world may be sophisticated or barely capable of steam engines, but either way, it produces something rare and precious to the wider galaxy. Jeff, is this a vampire factory? <laughs> Are they, like, producing monster people? Um, they were at one point. They're, like, splicing and shit like that? They they defi- they absolutely were at one point, but, I mean, that went wrong real quick. Oh, okay. absolutely. No, yeah. yeah, I've got something. I've got it then. That, that all yeah. clicks together perfectly. This was a plate. This was a space station, like a covert military space station, right? Yeah. In, like, secluded space. Love that. Where they were genetically breeding super soldiers. They were like, we're going to make this, a, like, a living weapon that can survive in any atmosphere. We're going to make the ultimate thing. Fuck. And, you know, in the way that that goes wrong every single time someone tries <laughs> to do it, that went wrong. Of course. But here's what I've got. That was a hundred years ago. Uh-oh. So that's been a hundred years since a vamp, like, a space vampire... Was created in this facility and it wiped everyone else out. Oh. And now it just lives in this abandoned space station. Okay, so now you have just set up like Dracula. You set up like a head, there's a head vampire. If there's one. Yeah. This vampire then, uh, essentially this vampire's castle is this space station. Yeah. Oh shit. Let's roll on a pronoun real Let's quick. Let's roll on pronouns. So she is okay. a vampire. So she's a vampire, and she's lived on the space station alone for, or rather, uh, at least alone. I, I, do you think she has thralls? Let's find out. Let's just do uh, yes or no. I'll okay. Just, uh, what do you want to do? Like a D four? Yeah, and half it. Yeah, sure. Oh, high is yes, low is no. 
Oh, then no, she does not have thralls. That's really interesting. I kind of love, I was actually kind of leaning towards no, so that's kind of perfect. Yeah, that it's just this lonely, terrifying, so basically, okay, this is, this is already fucking awesome. Yeah, so I'm into So it's an this. abandoned, spooky space station that was once full of researchers and dickhead genetic researchers who crossed what alien specimen or like yeah. they found some kind of like ooh maybe maybe what a vampirism like it's these are just like humanoid people but right. they found a virus in like an asteroid and they that's started cool. injecting like that's the super soldier serum is like a virus found and that's like the local specialty right was this facility was originally designated as a mining facility for this rare mineral and they were like, well, what, well, look what happens, you know, and then the military was like, well, we want to use this as a weapon. And they're like, oh. what, why? Because fuck it. Because fuck it. We want toughies who can punch stuff good and bite necks and drink drink. And so they, they started fiddling with like genetics and making these like genetic beings. They max, they accidentally made a vampire queen and she wiped them out in a righteous oh. anger and oh. has just been alone for a hundred years. That's really, oh my, okay, that's really fucking cool. Because we can go two roads here. Do we explore, um, do people try, do people know she's there? One. Mm. Because that would make some fucking, uh, Belmont family shit. We could go down that road. Or does she leave the facility? Hmm. Is this a space-faring Dracula? Or is it like, like in movie, like typical vampire stuff, where it's like you're holed up in your castle, people come to you. I don't see why it can't be both. Because here's the thing. She's in a space station, right? She yeah. can move around. Like she oh. can fly around oh, in her space station. It's a mobile base! So yeah. she's flying from, she's flying from place to place. You know, she, she, she lowers herself into the atmosphere, takes a landing craft down, hunts, oh. flies oh. back up. But, like, the military is definitely still wanting their space station back. Jeff, this is, like, Count Dracula's flying castle. Yeah. It, like, it's just a mobile base that when it lands, I think suddenly, like, your world becomes a little more spooky. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you basically get a Halloween takeover yeah. as soon as this, uh, what is her name? Mm. Let's pick some. We gotta pick something so fucking good. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna Google some words real quick. Because, right. like, things like Countess... Because I do, I like the, I like the title Empress. Mm-hmm. Empress is cool. What's a, what's a good vampire word? Empress Sanguine, Empress Drip Drop. Plasma? Is it Empress? Is it Plasma? Empress Plasma? I like that. That's space as fuck. Empress Plasma. And do you want to just, when we like, when you refer to her, it's just like the Empress? Yeah. The Empress Plasma? Oh, fuck. Okay. So Empress, Empress Plasma Pla Gore. <laughs> Sounds like Samuel Gord. Empress Plasma Gore. So her name is Plasma Gore. Plasma Gore, one word. Now we've like, we nailed it now. That's like me. I'm, I was shooting a t-shirt cannon. I forget that you can't see me, but when I was doing that gesture. Um, uh, well, it's, I mean, I did, I, I do hear the fire alarms in the background. I think that you may have sh like shot out a uh, light bulb and set a fire. So did a did a brick just smash through your window with a t-shirt attached to it that just says plasma gore? It did. It did. Uh, seriously though, like I'm I'm hearing a lot of fire alarms. So let's take a break. We'll cut wait, back. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Uh, we're back. Aaron did he, he had to evacuate. We're recording a few hours later. It's fine. It's good. Everything's, Everything's okay. Everything's good. 
Okay, let's talk about Kaz- uh, Plasma Gore and the house and the cat in the flying space station. Yeah. Um. Okay. So she needs to eat. Yeah. So you said a hundred years go by. What's she? Years. You think she's just been eat visiting? Like, do people the occasional like spacefarer that shows up like looking to explore this legendary abandoned space station, or does since a hundred years have passed, like she's just been on the move? So here's what I think. I think that for the first few years. She was able to survive for a while on, like, medical supplies that they had there. Blood samples and stuff like that. Okay, cool. And also, on top of that, the military was probably, like, actively being like, we have to reclaim this base that, yeah, has, gone, so, that has gone dark. Like, waves of people would come in and in typical, like, I'm thinking, you, ever, you know the game Dead Space at all? Yeah. Well, think, think like, Alien, I think. Right. This is sort of like... Or she's just killing Ripley after Ripley. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. It's game over, man, game over. <laughs> like, I think it's that. And then eventually the government is just like, or the Terran government is just like, we can't, we have to like, we have to cut our losses because we're sending in wave after wave of these people to just be wiped out. Yeah. And Plasmagore is like, look, leave me be and I won't, hmm, I, hmm, there's definitely a truce. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, it's some sort of, why? Oh, wait, like a truce, like she's collaborating with the fucking Terran government? I don't think she collaborates, but I think it's very much a thing where she's like, look, you've seen what I can do. Yeah. You are responsible for me. Like, you are responsible for for what I am. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Leave. (laughs) Like, leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. I will continue to, I will continue to fight for my freedom. As long as you keep insisting that this is a fight. If you just walk away, then we don't have a problem. Ooh, that means, Jeff, that the- Okay, okay. Can I can I add something to that then? Yeah. What if she travels and they follow her? Mm. Everywhere she goes, she's constantly like, no matter what planet she lands on, she also will have to fend off a, her space station home being invaded by basically the Belmont government. Yeah, I love that. I love, I think that's Because that really adds great. like the vampire hunter element until what is the turning point where they're like, fuck this. Oh my God, we have spent billions trying to kill one vampire queen. I think she takes the fight to them. I think she brings the space station to like a military base, like an on-planet hardcore military base. Yeah. And like lands- and they just, they're no, like, their weapons are just no match. I love it. So she, I think she crashes on, like, the, she goes to the Terran homeworld. Right. And, like, the threat is just so great that they kind of just lay down their arms and, like, pledge. So maybe she has Jeff. Does she conquer planets and those are her thralls? I don't think so. You could, yeah, you'd say no. I'll just, just I don't go think back. so. Cause I like the idea that she is fundamentally like by herself. Oh, we do decide no thralls. Yeah. So I think, I think it's something, I think like she brings the fight to like a Terran military base. Yeah. Like unleashes all of the weapons on the space station, comes down and tears things up with her crazy psychic vampire powers. Mm-hmm. And eventually like, I don't think it's so much that they surrender. It's that she is like, she's just like, bring me to your leader. She's like, take Ooh. me to your leader. And they don't really have a choice. And she's like, I'm not interested in this being a war. But if it's a war, I will win. Yeah. If you want one, I'll bring the noise. But I'd rather I'd rather not, honestly. Like, yeah. What did she... Okay. So what does she want? What is what is uh, Plasmagore after? You know? Because uh, she needs to feed, obviously. Right? That's just like an afterthought, I think. That's just like part of... Because she's been eating like... Uh, Plasma's been consuming, like, basically blood packets yeah. for a hundred years, 
And I don't, I, I never like this story where it's like, oh, and once you go fresh, you can never go back. I'm no, like, I like, I like, I actually kind of, the now that you say it like that, I actually kind of like the idea that she uses the medical facility to essentially feed herself so she doesn't have to, like, she, she doesn't have to hunt or kill or be conflicted about it or any of those sort of vampiric, emotional, vampire, the masquerade things. Yeah, does she have, does she learn how to True Blood style, like, synthesize uh fake blood i think so i think that's i think that's a reasonable thing to to do in like a sci-fi space station yeah in a space setting and especially with a high-tech space station that can make a vampire i bet in the process of making vampires they really weren't like yeah and then we'll offer our blood to her <laughs> so they probably also they probably synthesized fake blood i think i know what she wants i think i i think i know okay she was created as like the ultimate all-purpose weapon mm-hmm she can survive in any atmosphere. She can survive in any temperature. She is strong and will live forever. You can probably kill her, but she won't age out. She won't die of natural causes. Yes. I think she might just want to, like, see the cosmos. So she's a, she's an explorer. I think she is just a an explorer of the stars, yeah. Yeah, if you have nothing but time and there's an infinite void in front of you and you're given freedom and a high-tech space station, I think, yeah, that would be the goal. Um, I also have a thought as well, something just to add like a goal to exploration. So the virus that made her, right? Is it in an asteroid? Is it like, because if it, if it's from an asteroid, it could be from like dark space. This is true. And she wants to trace its origin to rid the galaxy, to rid the universe of it forever. I like that too. I like that. I like that, that she's like, I don't want anybody to be tempted to create another me yeah i mean there's the i do enjoy always the vampire cliche of like it's lonely and that's why they make thralls but she is like i'm not gonna do that but i am gonna try to wipe out the source of the vampire virus and i think it's i think that's because it's because it's lonely right she's like look Mm -hmm. i am i am a killing machine like fundamentally in my heart I've, I, I am bred and created for war, like for war and destruction. I don't want to pass that on to anybody. No. I just want to like, I want to find that asteroid or wherever the thing was, the thing that made me came from. I want to yeah. find it and destroy it and then just live out the rest of my days seeing yeah. what's out there because like the universe is massive and frankly speaking, I have the, I am the only person that can truly like experience the acid air of sacrale on my skin without burning alive like i am the only one that's going to do that Ooh, i like this a lot so she's like i i want to go i want to do those things i want to be able to say that to say that a person a terran has walked the surface of sacrale and felt that acid on their face and gone back to their space station and had a nap yeah i want to see all that the universe has to offer Okay, that's really awesome. So let's talk about let's talk about Plasma Gore. All right. I want to like get to know her because we have her quest already. Yeah, which right. is rare for us. Usually it's like we figure that out way later. Right, right, right. So let's get to know Plasma Gore. Uh, I have a question for you. It, it, yeah. In vampire, you know, vampire fashion, does she love? Does she have romances as she travels? Like because the I I always enjoy the immortal that either turns a mortal mortal or loves a mortal for the length of their lifetime. 
or just I mean it's more of a yes or no. I'm not trying to get into like the lover hmm. the lover side story. But does she take a companion with her for their life and try to give a person like does she date? Like could she take Aaron Catano on a trip around the galaxy until I die? I you know, I think yes. I, I think yes, and I think what it is is I like the idea that she's very up that she's upfront about it, but respects your wish if you want. She's like, look, you're going to die. I'm not. Yeah. And when you die, I will honor your memory and I will I will always hold the time that we had together sacred. But I'm not going to I'm gonna keep right on going. The whole dating aspect was more of just like, does she live a life outside of exploration? Well, I, I, I like the idea that she takes on partners, right? Like she she finds someone, she dates, she takes someone on, and then when things start to get serious, she says, like, look, I care about you and I want you to be with me for the rest of my for the rest of your life. But also I but you but I can't put you through that unless you are willing to be to go through that with me. Yeah. For you to age and to watch me not age, you have to be the one to make that call. Oh, and then and then if if the person says yes, she says great, let's go and they travel together and that person has a wonderful life seeing the cosmos and Plasmagore gets to not be lonely for 80 years. I think that's the coolest thing ever that it's like, okay, let's go let's add a little depth to this. So, Plasmagore is traveling from world to world, yeah? Mm-hmm. What is she... So she's just looking at it? You know what I mean? Does she show up and does she try to help each planet? Is it something like I can... Like, what does a vampire usually do? You know what I mean? Besides, like, feed. Like, what's something a vampire could do visiting worlds? Are they helping? Or is it just, I want to see the sights? I think it's a little bit of both. I okay. think it's a little bit like... If she goes to a place and there's a problem, she is equipped to solve it, especially if it's a problem that requires, like, a genetically genetic super soldier who will live forever. Like, she's like, I can fix your problem. But but I think largely she just wants to, like, travel. She wants to eat exotic foods and... This is a tourist trip. Yeah, I think largely it is a... It is a tourist trip. It's like a, it's a, it's a pleasure trip. It's, I want to, it's, it's, I have eternity. Let's have fun. Yeah. Ooh, I like where you're going with this. This is a, it really is a, life is short for some, not for me. And I'm going to make the most of my infinite years until I may be killed. Yeah. You know, because I think that the fear of death is still in Plasmagore. Yeah. It's not just like freewheeling, like, I'm invincible. It's like, life is short. It can be. It could end tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I'm going to, I want to see how far this universe goes. And I want to, what? Okay. Because this, this will give a little bit of insight. What kind of people does she pick up? Like, who are her hitchhikers along the way? You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of person appeals to Plasmagore that want to go on this journey with her? And Plasmagore is like, you, but not you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if she's only taking one person at a time, that means it's a specific type of person. Yeah. Or space creature. Hmm. Hmm. Is my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a valid question. Because if she has an entire planet that she visits and she meets, she meets, uh, Wilfred. Wilfred is on the planet and they're like, oh, I've always wanted to see the eight moons of Krog Magrog. 
they're like, yeah, sure, let's, I'll take you there. But like, why Wilfred and why not Wilma? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that she takes people who, okay, I think, I think I got it. Yeah, yeah, gimme. I think she is, I think she, uh, I think she admires a level of aimlessness. If that makes sense, I think that she likes people that don't say, like, it is my life's goal to see this one place. Okay. Because in her mind, she's like, yeah, great, we'll go do that. Then what? So I think she admires a certain amount of, like, aimlessness and joy of not knowing. Because okay. then you can go anywhere. I think that she she doesn't she doesn't want to do one because th- I, I think if you ask her, if you if you are if she meets you and she takes you on a date and you're like, I want to see the seven moons of Galahad. Yeah. She'll take you to see the seven moons of Galahad. Like, she'll do that, and it'll be a great weekend. But then she's yeah. like, all right, bye. That was it. Like, yeah, it's just like, it's not really working out. This isn't a long-term relationship. So she wants people, I think she wants people who are okay doing whatever, and are open to anything. I have a detail attached to that. Yeah. Plasmagore is old. She is many, she's long in the tooth, but but not in the face. Mm-hmm. What if she takes the, let's say, I would say that she, if she's like old, she's going to date older people, Jeff. Yeah, I I'm like gonna that. Say that she da- I'm going to say that she dates seniors. Yeah, I like that. It's, 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 it's more of a, it's also a friendship. It, it depends on the situation. I'm not saying that this. This vampire queen travels from planet to planet just, like, picking up people to, like, date. I honestly think that it's, it's like, if you have, if you have a place that you've always wanted to see or just a life that you want to escape, but you're a little too further in years to really do it and go out and do it, Plasmagore has been gifted with eternal youth and eternal life. So I think Plasmagore has a, has a little compassion for those who, are a little older and might not be able to jump on a spaceship and you know what I mean? Yeah. People who weren't able to be spacefarers in their youth, but have always wanted to see the cosmos and have always wanted to be explorers. I think Plasmagore takes them with her and gives them a really great adventure. I like that. I, I, I That's really sweet. I like that a lot. And if romance develops, it's totally develops and it yeah. has in the past. I won't, I will never, I will not count that out. No, I think that, I think she's, she wants, I think she wants companionship is more than anything. She wants to see. Yeah. I take back what I said about aim, like all that stuff about aimlessness. Cause I like the idea that she's like, if you want to see a thing, if you want to, if your goal, if your dream is to see something, then I want to help you see it. And if you weren't able to, and when you were in your prime, I've been given eternal prime and let me, let me t- bring you, come with, it's not a let me take you. It's not like charity. No. I think that she feels that the people who have had the most life experience on these worlds are the best travel companions to swap stories with and share wisdom and grow and really learn from people's life experiences because she's had tons of lives that she's lived, Mm -hmm. like just ages. So if you were to bring someone with a lot of life experience with you, I think that's the person that she might have the most in common with and just share, experience these things and it'll be a little better. Because yeah. they're going to value it more because they haven't been able to explore. And also, they can bring their own unique experiences from having lived for just longer than, like, some 20-year-old who's like, I've always wanted to see the moons of Galahad. It's it's not the same. Yeah, and I like the idea that I, – I really like that she – like you said, it's not let me take you. It's not charity. And I – because I think part of that is she – 
experiences it through you. Yes. Like she, it's, yes. it's that, it's that she has seen, it's, you know, she spends her life seeing things and doing things and enjoying things. But even yeah. so, there's something to the, there's something to experience. You can watch a movie and it can be your favorite movie. You can watch it a hundred times. But if you watch it next to somebody who is falling in love with that movie for the first time, like it's still a different experience. Yes. And that I think is the, that is the entire goal of this journey. I think it's almost two journeys. Like the first one is the, the solitary, like, you know, goes out and lives, you know, has her twenties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Goes out, sees the gal and then is like, this isn't enough. I'm still, there's still something missing. And I think it takes. I think it was, oh, I know exactly what it was. Her first, her first love got old mm-hmm. when she was in her twenties. Her first, well, we're, we're saying like, I put air quotes around twenties, like yeah. her freewheeling, freewheeling time as a spacefarer. Her first love got old. And, and I think the time that they had together when that person was a little older was something that she cherished more than anything. Mm-hmm. Because it, 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 everything became more precious and every, the reality of her situation, I think, started to kick in. And all of these things that they were seeing started to become more precious because she realized that she could never come back with this person. And it became, I know when you fade into the next life, I, I may love again and, or I may not, but I know that I want to give this experience, this gift that I have mm-hmm. of eternal life and a flying castle. I want to be able to share it with people who, who need it most, I think. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I like the idea that I, I, yeah, I love that. I really love that she's like, I want people to be able to experience the universe as I, as I experience it. Yeah. And so she seeks, yeah, that's perfect. That's beautiful. That's a really beautiful uh, mindset. And I think, I think that's a good place to end on her story. And then yeah. let's roll on some vampire tables. Let's roll on some vampire tables. Uh, so for this one, uh, I've, we've got some special tables. Um, give me a second and I'm gonna re-say all of that because this article is really long, but I wanna credit people properly. So I got to roll all the way to the bottom of the webpage. Still <laughs> not there. Only on Vampire Hunter. Author's final notes. All right. Here we go, you can cut all this and make of it course. an extra or something, or just leave it all out. <laughs> I'm gonna let you compose yourself before I go talking all right, all right, about tables. Alright, and this is the section, guys, where we're talking, talking tables. We're talking tables. We got a vampire table, and just for you, we're gonna roll on the table and see what's new. Alright, so for this episode. Fuck yes. Okay. Okay. So for this episode, we're gonna be using some special tables written for tribality.com by Jessica Duell. They are vampire tables. Uh the background that I I think we're gonna use is sisterhood. It's about, um, you know, the queen of the vampires, sort of the, uh, their walk among society 
And the big thing is they have a feature called Hanger On, which is somebody that travels with you, a companion, which is exactly what we've already been talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's somebody that, it's a vampire that walks among society, and that feels kind of perfect, right? So yeah, I think that's absolutely. The one. So roll me a d8 for personality trait. Seven. I actually find all of this subterfuge boring and court life petty. That's interesting. I like, I, I kind of, I, I, I see where that fits in. I do too, um, because it's, yes, she is the vampire queen. Plasmagore, the Empress Plasmagore is the vampire queen uh-huh. and has an infinite amount of power, but it's like the idea of ruling over a people, like we said, is not interesting. And it's that, and it's it's that, you know, we said that the military is pursuing her constantly, and she's all, she's, I think that that part is not, is less so... As time, especially once after she like makes the ultimatum. Yeah. That part kind of gets to be like, okay, like, fine, I get it. I'm in danger and that's scary, but like, come on, this is honestly just a distraction. She finds, she finds that the whole, her relationship with the military is less like, I am being hunted and more, please stop bothering me. Yeah, like, leave me alone. Do you not, how are you, how are you even involved, how are you even interested in military action when this infinite expanse is within your grasp? She just doesn't want to deal with it because she has more important things to do. There are things to see and people to see them with, and you're yeah. bringing a gun to my house? Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Claw's dead. Roll me a d6 for an ideal. Animal d6, go. Three. Responsibility. Duty, mad duty comes before all else. That's interesting. I like that. I do. Yeah, like we did say that the, she sees this, uh, this curse as sort of like this is my responsibility to one maybe wipe out the virus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, or find the source of that. And it's also my responsibility to give people who don't have infinite life the give them the gift of seeing the infinite, giving them an adventure that they've always wanted but never had. Yeah. I, I, I want to add something to that part. And, yeah, please and, do. Because uh, I think that there's an interesting flaw there. Okay. I think that she has, she loves what she, she loves the relationship she has with the people she takes on these, on these journeys. She loves traveling with them. But I think that if the opportunity comes up to track down this asteroid, she can be selfish Ooh. about that. And she's like, I have, to, like, I can't let this thing I can't let this asteroid live. And they're like, but we said that we were going to go to the seven moons of Galahad. And she's like, no, you don't understand. And I think that's a flaw. I think that's an interesting flaw to have. Yeah. And if Plasma you would bring this person with them, she risks them turning into a vampire as well. And it's just not, I don't know if she's ready for that kind of a relationship. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm into that. I think that's an interesting <laughs> flaw is like her saying, is her being like, I want to experience the world with you. But I also have a responsibility that I have to do, and you have to understand that. And sometimes that's a kind of an unreasonable request. Yeah, it, it means she's immortal. You have to be realistic. Right. If, you, you know what I mean? Like, if you were dating or just traveling with Plasmagore, and she all of a sudden was like, sorry, we have to cancel our weekend trip to the moons of Ringo, you would be like, I totally get that. Uh, I hope you come back before I'm dead. Yeah. Because I know I, you're an immortal, all-powerful vampire. And I, I hope you come back because you're embarking on this dangerous journey and you're kind of just leaving me at a cafe. <laughs> you're leaving me at a Starbucks. I'm just sitting here sipping coffee like, any minute that castle space station <laughs> just come crashing down. And she'll be back. She'll be back. She said she would. She said she'd text me. 
Just staring at a phone. And she's never not come back, but I mean, it's still, con- like, it's still rude, like, it's rude, but. Yeah, it's, you know, she's, she's immortal, and she's got, she's got it going on, Jeff. Yeah. She's an immortal vampire queen. Like, what, what is there not appealing about that? And she's a vampire. Vampires just have that immediate sex appeal. So roll me a d6 for a bond. All right. D6, six, eagle. I work tirelessly for the good of vampire kind. That that kind of ties in with what we were saying. I think she yeah. works. She works tirelessly to find this asteroid. Sometimes yeah. even at the cost of the relationships that she treasures so much. Yes, every world she visits, I think she's trying. She's like following a trail of breadcrumbs, like trying to find the source of the virus. Like where did yeah. this thing come from? How far in space does it go? And I'm picking up each piece of candy that Hansel and Gretel left behind, mm-hmm. and it's. Yeah, that, and then it's like a tireless research, but like when the, when the person she's traveling with sleeps, research, research, research. Mm. Love this. So roll me a d6 for a flaw. All right. No vampire queen is perfect. No vampire queen is perfect. One horse. I sometimes take unnecessary risks that could break my cover. Hmm. Because she doesn't have a cover though. I've, I, I, I've, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. So the military's pursuer, right? Yes. There's, there's probably a bounty, there's probably a bounty on her head. But most people don't take up on the bounty because, A, she's the vampire queen, the empress, Plasmagore, she will destroy you. And, B, I met her. She's real nice. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing, but that's the risks that she takes is that sometimes she does something for, like, her own amusement or to experience something that you kind of can't help but be like, oh, that's the vampire queen, Alright, I guess I should probably, like, report this. Like how I said that, like, she was walking on the acid, through the acid air of Sacrale. If somebody on the inside of one of those bubble cities sees, like, a lady walking around, like, breathing it, like a wonderful springtime walk, they're gonna be like, oh, that's, um, alright, I guess I should call the the police on that. I should probably call this in. Because, I mean, it's in typical vampire story fashion. People are afraid of her to yeah. some extent. You know what I mean? She could come crashing. If she were to ever turn and, like, change her whole idea, that's the fear of the people. Mm-hmm. She could consume us all. She could kill everyone. Yeah. That's a legit fear to have, I think. Yeah. So it's not, so it's like, she can't just go tripsing around, like, from planet to planet, like, out in the open. She still has to be a little vampire about it, and, like, maybe that's why she goes at night. And it's easier yeah. to see the stars from the planets. But it's it's just not safe to just go unescorted. I mean, not unescorted. It's just not safe to go... I don't know. People are stupid, and so they're gonna... They just don't trust what they don't understand. Yeah, I think... I. I think, and I think sometimes it's not, it's, it's, it's not necessarily, yeah. I think sometimes it's also like, you know, do you risk, even if, even if you met her and she's very nice, like, do you risk authority sucks and like the culture around authority sucks and there are going to be people that like are going to cow to authority because it's easy and like, yeah, that sucks. I don't like that she can just travel from place to place doing whatever she wants in her spaceship. Someone should do something about that. She should have rules. There should be some kind of control. Or it's like, oh, I met her. She's really nice. But the military says I have to report it. I know that I don't want to. But but I have to because they said I have to. So I guess I'm gonna. That sucks. That's a real bummer. It is. But I think, you know. Hey, that's just the one flaw. Nobody's perfect. 
Yeah. That she, I mean, and I think it's, it's not so much a flaw. Well, it does say she takes unnecessary risks. So what I, what I'm going to link to that is that she knows that the military is after her. And to see these planets, I sometimes think that it is quite dangerous and she takes someone who is not immortal with them. Mm, I think there is, because it's an unnecessary risk to have, to put your companion in a spacesuit and have them walk on Sacrale when you know, that you know i think she sees this whole galaxy quest see oh god that's a movie she sees this whole like pleasure cruise as like very exciting and like an amazing opportunity but not everyone can handle this adventure you know what i mean it's it's dangerous there's unnecessary risk that i think she takes like no you have to see the moons of sacrale but i i you know that i can't just jump into a spacesuit like i used to you'll be fine I think she doesn't really understand. There's a level of desperation and it's, that's what makes it, that's for me, that's what making this whole thing sad for me. And like, not sad in a bad way, but just the fact that she wants these people to see these worlds so bad, so late in their years that there is an element of, come on, you can do it. Like, I, I know you can. I want, I want you to have this gift because she's a lonely person. She mm-hmm. wants to, she needs this just as much as they do. Yeah. And that's what is tragic. And I think that's the unnecessary risk part is that yeah. you could just see it from the space station. But I think she has them touch down everywhere they go. For sure. That's sad. It's a little sad, but it's also kind of beautiful. There's a beauty it, there. It is. Yeah. That I need, I need you to experience this the way I would, I do or else it, it won't be, it won't be the same and it won't be fair. I need you to, I need you to have this. I need to have this. We need to have this. What a good, and I think that's a, I think that's a wrap on oh, Empress Plasmagore. What a good Empress character. Empress Plasmagore. What a great character. Love Holy love shit. It. Love it. I love it. Thank you, Twitter user Shannon Dapper, for your prompt. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is wonderful. Um, if you would like to submit a prompt of your own, there's a lot of ways you can do that. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast. You can also use the hashtag fantasy children. Uh, you can also email us if you have a longer prompt at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can also post a prompt on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Yeah. If you would like to help us reach more people and get some get some steamroll rolling, uh, feel free to give us a social media shout out or iTunes reviews. They help us grow a lot. They do. They help us find new audiences. And that's really helpful for making the show do bigger and better and cooler things. Yeah. And on that note, consider donating to our Patreon if you want to give us a high five and give us some support. Yes, we have some new Patreon backers to thank, actually. Then, yeah, we do have new, uh, we have some new donors that I would like to say a, a huge thank you to Peter Wrights, uh, as well as, um, Rob Abrazado. Thank you so much to both of you. Like, I really appreciate the, I appreciate your support of the show. Thank you. It really yeah. means a tremendous amount. It means a tremendous amount to us, and we cannot tell you how appreciative we are. Um, and on that note, the verbal hug this week, I think, I think it should tie in with, uh, with our little spider queen. I mean, spider queen. I was reading a prompt. Yeah, I think it should tie in with our little vampire queen. It's important to, Share experiences with others. And it's important to help give people a positive experience in mm-hmm. their life. Um, if someone wants to enjoy something, if someone enjoys something, it's important for you to be supportive for them. Mm-hmm. It's important for you to tell them to encourage it. If they're not hurting themselves or hurt anybody else, it is 
So important for you to encourage your friends, people you know, loved ones, to keep on enjoying the things that make them happy and to maybe even provide a new experience mm-hmm. for them. And it's important that it's, it's important to me to share experiences with others because experiencing something by yourself is wonderful, but it's a totally different and beautiful experience to share something with someone else. We're not here forever. None of us are here forever. And if you find something, or if someone you love finds something that brings them light, I think that sharing in that light, or celebrating that light, or just even facilitating that light is one of the kindest things that you can do. Yeah, that is lovely. God, with that... Good night, and good game. Wait! Uh, Jeff has another podcast. I do have another podcast. Um... I was just going to let it go. I just, oh, no, know. fuck that. No, fuck that. Uh, I do have another podcast. It's called Party of One. It is an actual player RPG podcast about two-player role-playing games. This week, we played a game that is currently on Kickstarter called Exuvier. It's super cool. You, you got to listen to it. It's a really great episode. It's about a town in the 1940s that has been overtaken by a bug cult and the one uh, person that's going to take down that cult. Fuck, it's that's creepy sick. and weird and compelling, and I loved it, and I want to play more of it on the show. So go check that out. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It means the world to us. We love this little podcast. We sure do. And with that, good night and good, good game. game.